Hey everybody and welcome back to Memoirs and Some, the podcast. I'm your girl, Maya Dominique. And today we're going to get into something that a lot of people don't like to deal with and that's grief. This is losing DJ. So if you don't know or if you already know, I'll just reiterate. I have a little brother that is named DJ and he was killed um, a little over a year ago in a car accident a five car pileup that was all over the news it was all over the internet it's still a very sensitive um subject and it's still an open case so at that point you know me dealing with all of that is a lot in itself um emotionally i'm a wreck and when i say a wreck i mean my emotions can be one way in one minute and I can feel another way in another minute and I see the change often you know when I get sad certain things it is just really sensitive although it's been already a year it still feel like I got the call yesterday and as I think about the situation I still feel those same feelings I felt when everything first happened so for those of you who don't know, a recap of the story, my brother was driving home and was getting out to help someone on the expressway. He got out to his car, the car was in the middle of the street, and he got out of his vehicle to go help that person. He helped that person move their car out of the middle of the road and was headed back to his car. As he was getting back into his car, another car was driving extremely fast and upon impact killed him hit him and killed him on the expressway and even me talking about it it's a lot it's a lot it is one of those things where I don't know if I'll ever heal from it or if I'll ever be in a you know a great place but I do want to say that he was amazing. He was nothing less than amazing. And I miss him. You know, my brother did what he did. And out of all the things that he could have done, we all fall short. We all do craziness. We all make mistakes. Helping somebody, trading your life for somebody else's was a lot. And it was it, it's hard still for me to accept. I won't even say that it's. I'm not done accepting it. Although, like, I get it. I know he's gone. I know that he is no longer with me. I know that he's not coming back. But I struggle with why and how. And, you know, I question. And it's unfortunate because we don't know how to grieve. And I say we, I mean we as a people. We do not know how to grieve. I don't know how to grieve. I'm going through the process of grieving now and I still feel like there are things that I'm learning. There are still things that I still need to identify. There are a lot of things that are still like questions that go unanswered because I'm still grieving. I'm still having a hard time recognizing and understanding that this is the new normal. This is my new normal. He is no longer here. So my brother and I grew up together two peas in a pod that was my evil twin literally we loved each other and hated each other all in the same relationship and you knew it you knew 
you couldn't mess with him. You knew you couldn't mess with me, but we messed with each other all day long. My mom only had us two, so we grew up together in that single parent household with my mother, and it was rough. You know, my mom, she did the best that she could, and I often say, you know, that was her baby, and it was, you know, it was her baby because he was the youngest, but he looked like my mom. I looked like my biological father, and I still do. I think there are times now growing up, I do favor my mom, but that was my mom's twin. And they act alike, they have the same smile, they have the same personality, and they equally protected each other, if not one more than the other. DJ did not allow my mom to go anywhere by herself. It all it took was when for him to get when, I should say, that somebody didn't like her, was going to mistreat her or anything. Hell to the nah, DJ was there. And... It was hard, you know, it was hard to make that adjustment to know that that was not going to be what it was going to be anymore. I was no longer going to have that confidant and that person to call. I called my brother for everything. DJ, guess what? This person yelled at me. DJ, guess what? This person did such as me. I called my brother like he was my dad because it was just he and I. Although I was the oldest, he was older in a whole lot of ways other than age. DJ had a lot of wisdom because he took a lot of time into just learning. He wasn't a book smart person or like a school person. He took his time into learning people, learning situations, different surroundings. And that was what I could honestly say I probably am going to miss the most because he was like a human encyclopedia. No matter what you wanted to know, no matter how much you wanted to know, uh, you know, if even if he didn't know, he was willing to figure it out. So those are just like some of the things, I guess, that for me, I'm just like, wow, I'm going to really miss my brother. But furthermore, I'm going to miss him, just the physical appearance and protection of having him around when you grow up with a sibling in your household it's a totally different relationship you all share the same struggles you share the same um setting for a while until you know until you either go off and live where you live where that sibling lives where they live um it becomes really really hard to understand and know that that person is no longer with you and although when you lose people we all get it you know they're not here anymore but there's a piece of you that goes with them and I think there was a piece of me that left with my brother that probably I will never have again I have other brothers I have other siblings and I love my siblings I do but it was a different relationship with him because we grew up in the same household. We literally shared the same two parents. We went through a whole lot together. He he was my everything, but he was also able to share being my everything with everybody else. He was also everybody else's Mr. Everything. He was such an honor to be, to be around, to be in the... Although he would piss you off with his asshole remarks sometimes and even sometimes with his um, nonchalant and sarcastic responses. 
But he was everybody, Mr. Everything. He was everybody. Everybody could call DJ. He was dependable. You know, I could remember when I got the call and I didn't really want to believe that that was the situation. Um, and it was nothing but God that my husband had to use the bathroom. And it took us a little minute to get to my mom's house. When my mom called me, she called me and she said, Maya, uh, girl, the state police is on their way to my house. They say DJ got into an accident. They want to talk to me. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, why the hell would the state police want to talk to you? Why not meet you at the hospital to where he's at? If he's been in an accident, you know, whether he was hurt or not, you know, you still supposed to go to the hospital. So that's what I'm thinking. So I said, wow, was he on his motorcycle or was he on his, um, in his car? And she said, no, he was in the car. He was in his newer car. And so I said, okay, well, I'm finna get up. I'll be on my way. So I got up out of my bed and I scooted to the end of the bed and I looked over at my husband and I said, I really hope my brother is not dead. And he looked at me and he said, Maya, don't say that. Don't say that. And so I got to the front door, and for whatever reason, I still was panicking. I still was very uneasy, still really couldn't understand why the state police would be coming to my mother's house if he was in an accident. He's an adult, and why are we not going to the hospital where he's at? Before we could get to my mom's house, we had gotten in the car, and headed over to my um, mother's. My mom stays not too far from me, a couple of suburbs over. So it's about a 15 minute ride if that. We got almost halfway there and got turned around because I had panicked so much trying to get there. This is my mama house. Y'all know I should know how to get to my mama house, right? I got a call from my stepfather said, Maya, DJ didn't make it. And immediately my world felt like it was coming to an end. It felt like everything that was going on had just, like, hit me in the face. I was, like, shook. I couldn't believe that the, my brother is 24. It just would have made 25 this year. would have been his golden birthday. And... I, I just couldn't believe like that. I, I didn't want to believe that that was what was really going on. So, after the funeral and, you know, everything happens and everybody is like, oh, call me if you need me or I love you and I want to be there and all of those things. You still left alone. You can be in a room full of people and still feel very, very, very alone. And that's how I felt. I felt alone. And at some moments still feel very alone. Although I'm not I I know I'm not the only person that has lost a sibling. But in that moment it feels like you're the only person going through it. And when you go through those episodes and you go through those different channels, that's what you tend to feel like you're the only person going through this. Um, and it's, it's, it's not a, 
easy thing to understand or even admit that you really are having some issues. I went through a, a long, long couple of months of depression just thinking about why and how and how could this happen and why him and how could we do things different and did I do everything I was supposed to do when he was here but I had to learn that God has everybody's time written down and like I tell y'all I am not a biblical person I am not the best Christian I'm not even your ideal Christian but I try I try I do believe in God and I do give him recognition I do give him praise I don't go to church every week but I do listen to the word I listen to you know different um, churches via live or sometimes on YouTube and listen to different you know little motivational so I have a little something something and what I will say is that the pastor that preached my brother's eulogy said something to me that spoke to me and that really 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 showed me that it was going to be okay he asked my mom if she would have knew she only had DJ for 24 years would she have done anything different my mom's answer was no although yes we all look back and we say oh I wish I wouldn't have did that or I, I wish I wouldn't have said that or whatever we all go through that overall though my brother was a damn well a damn well good brother to me and my other siblings and I know I was a good sister to him we didn't always see eye to eye we didn't always get along but our hearts were always in the right place for one another and we believed in one another he was very proud of me and I was very proud of him going through this whole situation this whole chapter I should say in life has taught me who is really around who really cares who really is supporting you and it's an eye opener when you lose people how you literally lose people you not only lose that person but you lose surrounding people because you tend to see people's real outlook and real attitude towards you you see the genuineness that comes from people when you go through situations like that the grieving process ain't for the weak and it ain't easy it's nowhere near easy it's hard as hell you go through periods where you feel like okay I can do it there are times where I'm sitting in my kitchen and I'm cooking and I start crying because I often hear him say what you in there cooking Big Maya I'm the littlest thing y'all could see but he calls me Big Maya that was his name and I love it I will forever be Big Maya you know so those just small 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 situations me cooking dinner that's something I gotta do I mean I got a man I got kids I got we gotta eat you know so those type of things is what have 
you kind of really in a place of trying to figure out what's next. How do I get through this? Because you could take the grieving process. It, it, it's so crazy. You can go 10 steps forward and then still end up coming 10 steps back. Because that's how it go. You could feel good that day. And I don't even know that death is ever something that people can kind of like get over or mm -hmm. even be in a place of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm in, I think people get to a good place of where they understand it and they manage it. So it's like, I'm content with it, but I don't know if you're ever, you're like ever okay. Like, okay, I'm over it. I don't know that that's ever the case. My granddaddy has been deceased since 2018. So that's what, 19, 20, 21, 22. Four years, my grandfather has been gone. And it don't hurt no less. It's easier going to my grandma's house. Because, you know, for, for the last four years, we know that he's not there. But the pictures, it still don't help. You know, you still know he was here to go in his bedroom. You know, it, he was there at one point. And I can imagine this like the same way here, you know, with anybody that was in a place with my brother where they would see him regularly. I know it's hard because I know it's hard for me and I'm his sister. This is his um, chain he has on um, for those who saw the or is watching the visual. Uh, he has a gold chain that he wore daily. And he had it on when uh, he died. And so that was always something that I said, you know, I would wear this chain because I want to feel him in any way possible as closest to me to help me get through life. I know that he's not going to physically come back here ever. But his presence... His aura, I wanted to always be around me because he was a positive person. He helped me through a lot of things, and it's like losing your best friend. I feel like I did. I mean, it was always me, my mom, and my brother for all these years, so losing a piece of this triangle is, is I don't even know. It's no words for it. It's, it's unexplainable how to actually feel I often think about you know like what's going to happen you know what's going to be the outlook of this case and one of my good friends she sat me down and she told me Maya if that person goes to jail he it's not going to still bring him back And while I agree, I do. I agree. It's not going to bring him back. Do I think whatever the punishment, the suffice punishment is for whatever, you know, they, I guess, categorize the crime? I do feel like he needs that to be whatever that needs to be. Meaning if it, the crime says that, for this you get five years then okay but do I think he set out that morning to kill my brother absolutely not and do I feel like 
he deserves to get an equal punishment? No, because accidents happen. But I do feel like he does need a punishment because you cannot break the law. It's negligent to drive that fast. And I'm not a person who drives very slow. I'm not. I drive with a purpose. I have a heavy foot at times. But you have to be cautious. And those decisions make a difference in how you do things. Those decisions make a difference in your next steps. You make one false move and one mistake, it could change your life forever. And that one mistake changed our lives forever. You know, we no longer have someone so bright, so loving, so kind, so dependable because someone was negligent and didn't think enough of his life to do the right thing. And so with that, I leave you all with that, you know, you don't know what people be going through. You don't. And you never know what a person is going through until you ask them you know it's easy to say oh you know she lost her brother but she she doing this and she doing that that's that's living that's surviving when them doors close though and facebook is off and snapchat and tiktok and twitter and linkedin and all that other shit behind them closed doors it's a grief process that comes with that and for anyone who has ever lost anyone knows that that grief process isn't easy especially a sibling a sibling a parent a grandparent a child you know i haven't experienced a, a living child i experienced a child in my womb i had a miscarriage but that's not even nowhere near the same hurt you're hurt but it's not the same as when you have a person where you've grown up with them and you physically putting time into them and effort and, and pouring into them and loving them and then they're taken. You do a little bit when the baby is in your womb, you know, but it's not the same. And I compared the two because those are the two that happened within the last two years. Um, 2020, I lost. A baby in 21 I lost my my baby my my brother so it, it was hard it was hard and it was a, a situation where you need support I have a great support system my kids love the hell out of me my husband loves the hell out of me my sister my grandmother and I have um, a cousin and an aunt who I'm really really close to who we kind of all try to stay in cahoots with my parents to kind of be all in the same page to kind of go through this together because it's not easy and when you lose you know a, a family member or a loved one support from the family makes a difference losing my brother I would have thought I would have saw a change in people meaning family members um and just those surrounding, because love is a strong word. And so when I say I love you, that becomes an action behind it. And I didn't see it. I still seen the same mean, childish, immature-ass people. And it's sad, because life is short. It's, it's really sad. Life is short. 
and so much goes on day in and day out. This was a literally a freak accident. Nobody planned this. No one was after him. This was not a situation where he was gunned down by the police or gunned down by, you know, um, anybody in the streets or having any type of gang affiliations. It was none of this. None of this. And yet we still have the audacity to sit up and be as ignorant as we are sometimes with how we handle stuff. And it's sad because when you put your family on the pedestal and you expect them to do more or or to give more into that situation and they don't, it creates a different level of hurt. So not only are you now grieving and you got that hurt, then to not have no support and be grieving is even worse. Now I get it. Everybody is different. People grieve in their own ways. People do things in their own ways to where, okay, yes, maybe one day I don't want to be bothered. But for people to be as ignorant as they are sometimes and to be as immature as they are sometimes and to allow other situations or other people influence how they do things or how they communicate or how they operate or support another, it's, it's messed up. Because life, we actually, life was made for us to do it together. Like we actually are stronger together. We do it better together. But because we don't want to give others the right path or the right advice to say, you know what, yeah, that situation happened, but I'm put that to the side because this is what's going on. Because I know how to be mature enough and do that. And I've done it. I've done it on numerous occasions. And it's easier said than done, but when you get to a place where you're genuine in what you do and genuine about who you are, you don't even allow other stuff like that to phase you. So when I did lose my brother and I went through what I went through and I saw, you know, the faces that I saw and I didn't see the faces that I didn't see, guess what? I still moved on with my life and I know he's looking down on me so happy and so proud because I did it. And regardless as to what a person had to say, a person can easily try to tear you down and, and when you already in a bad place. They can. And and some people intentionally do it, which is even worse. People will intentionally try to hurt you when you're already at the lowest. It's nothing else you could take from me. I'm already at my lowest. I'm at the lowest that I can go. So with that being said, you all, we're going to get into a question. Y'all know I have my The End cards. This is the self edition. And the one that I want to answer today spoke to me today when I went through these cards. And it says, who do I wish could give me advice right now and what would they tell me? Ideally, I wish I could get advice from my brother right now. I really would like to hear him say anything. But more so, if I had to speak solely to what I'm going through right now in life and everything that I got going on with businesses and writing books and opening up my non-for-profit and all these great things, he would tell me, keep going. And I would just love to hear him say, you got this. I'm so proud of you. Because that would make all the difference to me to just hear him say it. Even though I know it and I feel it, to hear him would just be like, 
a breath of fresh air to let me know like wow or to give me that extra reboot or restart to say wow this is it like girl you got it the most important person is behind you so that's my little spiel y'all on grief and losing dj but i just genuinely want to leave you all with this you know treat people right live within that moment and live within what you know will manifest and what's going to make you happy live with that my brother lived by that he did what the hell made him happy it regardless of who cared who didn't care he did what made him happy i'm your girl maya dominique this is memoirs and some the podcast i'll see y'all next week seven o'clock peace